All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So, for today's topic, uh, I was given this by a friend, a, a great mentor and role model as well, Sarah. Thank you so much, Sarah, for dropping this one on me. Um, I just want to talk about the importance of mentors and role models. Um, I think the the great hallmark of any great mentor and role model is that kids seem to be unfazed by present day challenges when given that good mentorship, given those quality role models, whether they're inside the home or outside of the home. I won't force you to 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 be confined in a type of thinking where you can only be mentored by, um, you know, someone out, outside the home. Sometimes all you need is within the home. But if that does not happen, that's kind of why I wanted to speak on this and accept this challenge uh, from my good friend, Sarah. Um, when you have that quality mentorship, when you have those quality role models, uh I'm watching and these kids have balance through issues they come up against and they become mentors themselves. The student becomes the master or they find ways to uh, uh, fund or continue to create and nurture, if not the mentorship, the thing that allowed it. Right. In some way, they find a way to continue the process the silent benefactors. Oh, you guys need shoes. All right, let me grab you. Let me go buy you guys some shoes. Oh, you guys, I got a couple plane tickets. Um, I have like member points, blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll get those plane tickets. You guys can get to the debate. You guys can go and, and meet the president, go to the White House, do all that stuff that you would never be able to afford. Um, th- like this topic is really so vast. <laughs> That in my little mouth, in my little podcast, it is hard to try to bottle it all up. But I, I think I can say it best when I say that if if the hallmark of a great mentor and great role model, um, if, if the fingerprint of them on the mentees, the young women and the young men they mentor, if if. The DNA shows that these people seem to hurdle life a little bit better. I had uh, Terry Liggins, the hurdle life coach on. If they seem to hurdle life a little bit easier, a little bit better. Those tools and pieces of wisdom can't be bought. Right. What what college, what school do you go to? to learn what a millionaire can teach you. If my mother or father is a millionaire, in that mentorship, that role modeling, there isn't a high school, a college, or an internship that can teach me what that person would teach me. And and I'll take it to another, another level. Let's say my dad or my mom own a restaurant, right? Um, And they cook, uh, create these amazing dishes that satisfy 
loads upon loads of people every every day, every week, every month, and especially on the weekend when people seem to really get it. Those recipes that I know from scratch, like I had a, a friend of mine tell me, he's like, oh yeah, I make chocolate cakes from scratch all the time. I just need this and that. When you know that, you go so much far beyond other people because of those mentorship tools. When people, uh, like <laughs> I'm in a group with guys that cook and the topic uh, uh, one day was just cast iron grills. And uh, guys were like laughing and joking, you know, you know, going back and forth with each other. And as one guy said, he's like, if you come in my house with a box of anything, you're, you're done. You're out. Now, he was just completely rejecting and, and in no way compliant with, like, say, something like Hamburger Helper or uh, 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 what is it? Lipton? Is it Lipton? Or Rice-A-Roni? He's like, ah, get that out of here. I know how to season food. I know what to do. I know how to do this. Like, don't come in here with a with a box. He's been mentored and, and grown in a way that others won't. So, like, for example, if you go out to eat every night and don't understand how financially that is, you know, the equivalent of somebody walking up and cutting you every day, <laughs> you know, it's only something that quality mentorship can help you with. <clears throat> Excuse me. So <clears throat> you can't pay back the importance and the mark of quality mentorship and role models. And if anything, I feel like now, today, uh, uh, we, we need them more than ever. And I know a lot of people might say, well, I'm just not mentorship material. I'm just not, I'm not a people pleaser. I'm not a leader. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm, I'm not good with words. I'm not, you know, that's fine. Okay. Say whatever you want, but we are all accountable. Okay. We are all accountable to, Im to mm, implement the society that we want to see. You want a better haircut? You go get a better haircut. You want to eat better? Buy better groceries. You want your yard to be cleaned up? Mow it. Do some do some gardening. Do some landscaping, which for me is like, like now that I'm an adult, Menards is my Toys R Us. Menards is my video games. You know, you yeah, yeah, don't. <laughs> you can't allow me to go in there. So that's what I'm saying. You want it changed, but you don't really want it changed if you're not willing to do anything, right? And I had people reach out to me um, over the last couple months after, you know, running Masters Track and Field. I win the, the 110 high hurdles in the 40 to 44 age group. And guys are just like, where'd you get the motivation? Where'd you get the motivation? Where'd you get the motivation? And... I just wanted to see this from myself, right? I just wanted to see this from myself. And it's kind of a no-brainer. You look at some people's bank accounts and they've got this product and that product and this annuity and that annuity and their portfolio is built up. And you can't, I don't want to say you can't, but you can ask them where they got the motivation for that. And a lot of times it's just that they had to sit down, listen 
to what was going on, focus and apply. Listen, focus and apply. Well, listen, what are you hearing financially? I'm hearing that one day I want to go on vacation. I want to retire. I want to make sure if something happens, I got a little bit of money saved up. They say, what, six months of income? And then, you know, if, say, I want to have some money to splurge and some fun, I want to have these four things taken care of. So listen, listen, what are people doing as they get older? They retire. What happens in life sometimes? You need that rainy day fund. You need that money. Oh, I've been good. Maybe I should go on a vacation. And then you just kind of have like that random splurge money, that, that, you know, shoe money. I want to go buy some Jordans. I want to buy a Louis Vuitton purse. My wife wants some, you know, new makeup from a designer that's got a name I can't pronounce. And I want to give that to her as a gift for her birthday. And it not set me back. So we have to eat ramen noodles every night. You know, it not set me back. So, you know, all we we're forced to be vegan. <laughs> we can't afford meat, you know. You got to recognize, right? We used to hear that from like gangs, recognize. You got to recognize what it is that's in front of you and be willing to do something. Now, nowadays, I have a really tough time, like a really tough time with this because I'm starting to realize that looking back at my shadow and looking at my shadow work, these teens need mentors now more than ever. You get a kid, you just start talking to them, just start programming immediately. Yeah, yeah, this is this. This will turn into this. This will turn into this. Yeah, and when you're in college, yeah, this is what's happening. And then after college, you know, you're going to be an adult. You're going to be alone. You're going to be paying bills. You're going to be having to make decisions. And 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 this decision leads to this. And this decision leads to that. Like, instead of just showing them that there's construction workers, show them what the construction workers are going to build right? You put on the hard hat and the orange vest and and you, you go out and the construction workers work on something every day, right? Every day, no matter how much it pisses you off, they're working on something every day. If you roll down the window and talk to them, hey, what are you guys working on? They'll tell you. This isn't secret knowledge. This is open Oh, yeah, we're going to build this stoplight here and we're going to build a ramp over there. And oh, yeah, we're building a new neighborhood over here. There's going to be a ballpark and place for kids to play. They can play here for free, you know, and and the park that I used to go to as a kid, they revamped that thing. And now it's three times better uh, than it was. So now if you're having a barbecue, instead of like the old lame park, it was Benson Park. Instead of the old lame park that just said, you know, basketball goals and guys fighting, you know, now it's got like zip lines and splash pads. And, you know, like uh, I, one of my buddies sent a Snapchat with his, he was uh, out there with his daughter. I'm like, where is that? He's like, oh, this is, an, you know, they redid uh, Benson Park. I'm like, what? So I had to go and check it out with my daughter and, you know, have some fun. But, um, these kids now need the mentoring uh, now more than ever, right? We, we, we've cheated and lied to each other way too much as adults. Our parents did it. 
our grandparents did it. All these people did it. The only people that caught on are the rich and the wealthy and the people they call elites because they don't sit idly by and wait for the next thing to happen. They ask for a map. They ask for a globe. They ask for plans and schematics to the city. They want to see what does this look like from the 30,000 foot view and the God's eye view? What is all of this and how far does it go out? Where does it start? Where does it end? And that's all I'm saying is that's what effective mentoring is. It's knowing that at some point, these kids, these men, these women, whoever it is, somebody that's, I don't know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years younger than you, they are going to run up against some hurdles. I think that's the thing I love about the hurdle race. I can see exactly what the obstacle is. Ten of them, I don't care. Put another one down there. I'll train for that one too. I can see it. And I think that's also the appeal of boxing and martial arts. I can see the opponent, whereas in football, it's a little bit different, isn't it? Because if you're a running back or a wide receiver, you can get drilled from the side and not ever know that guy's coming. And you wake up and, I mean, you're, <laughs> you got that concussion, which, boy, like, man, nobody wants that. You, you got to rearrange your whole week based on that concussion. You can't even study or read or, or do anything after that concussion. Also, to my point, you're going to go through all of these things. And if, if you've ever played, uh, you know, any video games, now there's women that are, are better at some of these video games than the men. <laughs> like, this is a, I, I saw it what, like a year or two ago. This is girl playing Street Fighter, just destroying dudes, just wearing them out using uh, Dalsim, the guy that blows fire. Yoga, yoga fire, yoga flame. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm making jokes, but. Um, realistically, there's a lot that can happen in the roadmaps of life. And okay, let, let's, let's play this game. Okay. You're born, <laughs> you got your childhood, you've got your adolescent years, you got your teenage years. Um, you've got your high school graduation, you go to college, you got your college graduation, um, you meet those wonderful, amazing people that you love or fall in love with. Um, you get married. I just listed like a few things that happen in life, but the things that happen in between then, okay, change you forever. It's a really sad story. Um, is a kid that was an amazing basketball talent, right? Um, he was an amazing basketball player, played basketball just south of my high school um, in the area where I actually live now. And um, he was out with his girlfriend on an icy road and slipped and, and the car crash actually killed him. So uh, watching the family go through this for the rest of their lives, like we're we're actually friends, you know, through social media watching them just process and go through life is not something that um <laughs> it's it's not easy not for the family not for the girlfriend that was dating him at the time and i mean you're going to need somebody 
to kind of help pick you up because it does take a village to get through some things like this. Now, I'm talking about the importance of mentorship and role models because realistically, this mindset should be in all of us where we understand that there's some things that are going to knock you down and hurt you. And you might you might need a shoulder to lean on, right? Because for these men, these women, what's the first thing people say uh, after a funeral, after somebody passes? You know, oh my God, my condolences. Let me know if you if you need anything, if you you know if you can do anything. So like, just think, what if we use that superpower for good at all times? Now, in my most hurt moment. When I lose the people that I love the most, you say that if I need anything, you're there for me. You'll you'll help me. You'll you'll do this X Y Z for me because of my pain. You recognize that now there might be there might be a chance that in my day to day activities, my day to day living, I might fall apart, and I might need a, a shoulder to cry on or somebody to pull me up, right? If you realize that a tragedy could do this, you also understand that this can happen any time in the day, right? If if those if that tragedy can be spread across whatever time period of bereavement or grievement or whatever it is, and you're saying reach out if you need anything, let me know if you need anything. I do. I do. <laughs> I need for all of us to understand those little pieces, those back alleys, those roads on the GPS, the, the recalculating, the, like the recalculating needs some calculating. OK. These kids, this is what I'm saying. These kids, as their brains are developing. They're going to funerals, okay? Some of their friends have passed. Some of their friends have died. They've seen kids commit suicide. They're watching their parents go through divorces. They're watching their mom or dad get evicted out of their home. Some of them are put in adoption or put out on the street. Some of them are are fully swallowing, okay? (laughs) And digesting things that like you don't want them you don't want them drinking or thinking on or trying to understand but they're just sitting there looking learning it it, it almost calls them you know it's like you want to make sure they're prepared for all these things in life especially as parents you want to make sure your your kids are prepared for all these things in life but some things do slip through the cracks don't they that's just human. That's just people. But like, it takes a village. So why don't teenagers listen, right? Why aren't they handing in their homework on time? Why aren't they listening to you when you say that that boy or that girl is not good for you, regardless of who they date? If it's your daughter dating a woman or a girl or your son dating a boy, if you're like, ah, he's just not good news. Like, I'm not, you know, trying to hate. I'm, I'm not a hater. But like that, he's just not good news. He's not a quality, you know, a person. He's going to hurt you. Did we listen? When we were teenagers, did we listen? 
Did we speak up? Did we know how to vocalize what was going on in our lives? And this is this is like this is so hard to watch now because I'm like, don't treat your kids the way you were treated. If it was tough for you as a teenager, don't do the exact same thing that your parents did and expect your kid to come out better. This is what I'm saying. A friend of mine was, you know, he put out a message. It was out on social media talking about, he's like, why is my daughter like this? Like, I know she's super intelligent. I know she's smart. But like, she won't handle her homework on time. She'll have it and it'll be an A plus, but she'll hand it in late and get it marked down. He's like, why is she like this? And like me personally, I had to sit and I was actually talking to, you know, my family about this. And it's just like, you just don't care. Like, honestly, your mind and your heart will be on other things. And and for me, and, and I, I fully own this, I could have said something, but I did not at the time. We're sitting in church every Sunday and they're telling me that this is the most important place to be. So in my little Gemini brain, school wasn't that important, right? (laughs) I never heard as, as a repetitive message that grades, that school, that math, science, reading, all of that. I never heard that that was as important or should be taken serious, GPA-wise, blah, blah, blah. I never heard that. But it's assumed. It's assumed that you should get good grades and this, that, and the other. But there was no study table at church. There was no emphasis on a higher GPA or anyone speaking out on uh, uh, what I felt I needed to hear as a kid to care. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I just go to school because I'm just going to school. Like I was like, oh, it's just something to do. Meanwhile, my sister is like actually taking it serious because she sees it as a way to improve her life, to extend uh, 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 her abilities in things and do better. And like we're just two different people. We laugh about it now, but I just I didn't think that it mattered. Just real talk. I just didn't think that school mattered because the importance had been so heavy on church. Now, that was my bag to carry. I don't know what these other kids bag to carry is. So maybe something seems more important to them than school. Maybe something is is hurting or harming their learning process to where they don't focus very well, to where they don't care. You know, we, we don't know what these things are, but it, it, it now now I have to take this on as as work. What is that thing that keeps you from wanting to do well, that keeps you from learning? Is it your self-esteem? Did somebody say something to you in that class, so now you don't want to do well in that class to outshine a person? Or is it that you're just lost? Do you not know how to study? Do you not know how to make clean, legible notes? Do you not know how to ask for the teacher to clarify their expectation. There's there's so many things that we didn't get in our teenage years. And those teenage problems became adult damage. 
And now we expect these kids to clean up and do better than us when I mean we didn't clean up the we didn't clean up the the slate when we left. But you know, I feel like it, the major part of of mentoring and role models that I've seen is coaching. And that's that's the funny thing is you want to succeed in that sport. So you're more focused. You may not want to go to math. You may not want to go to English. You may not want to go to science or calculus or trigonometry, um, art, poetry, uh, chorus. I, I don't know. Whatever classes. You may not want to go to those classes, but you chose to put on football cleats. You chose to put on track spikes. You chose to grab that baseball bat and that glove. You chose that football helmet. You've been choosing it since you were eight years old. Now, because you choose that thing, you're a little bit more inspired and incentivized to listen, to focus, and to apply what the coach is saying. And every coach wins this portion of the young mind faster because it's the environment that they they chose and it's the environment they want. It's the passion and the desire you know, that, that keeps them coming back because it's, it's voluntary. <laughs> like school, the GPA, like you need to do this to graduate. You don't have to do any sport. That's voluntary, right? And teachers always want to reach that one. If I can just reach one. And I'm like, that is stupid. That's madness. We should all have kids that want to be that one, Right? But how do you make your kid love and get interested in something that you failed at or that you did not like? Do you lie and say, oh, yeah, it's great. It's amazing. Yeah, math, science. Yeah, it's great. Now, let me constructive criticism. Let me slide something on in there as a antidote to help. With this math class, you will be able to A, B, C, D and E. With this science class, you will be able to A, B, C, D, and E. With this English class and with English as a career, you will not only be able to be a writer, a creative writer, but have a great career that extends into law, compliance, or just simply writing code if you're if you write code, uh, like in computers. So explaining why that class is beneficial and how it relates to uh, things that they'll use later in life is everything. I can't tell you where and why and how you'll use a Pythagorean theorem, but I'm sure if if you give me enough time, I can show you. Like, don't play games. All of, especially math, math has always been useful. A variable (laughs) solving for X is exactly what every football team has to do every week. Because your X's and O's for the for the game is exactly how you map and chart out every play. So if you're solving for X and you want to know how in the world are we down a kick every game, that's the X. How in the world am I PRing every month except for this month? That's the X. So the Pythagorean theorem, if you start putting all that together and you create this beautiful mess, this this recipe, you start to see 
Math does work. English, the story. I used to have to pretend, look around. I'm like, oh, man, another theme. But then I'm like smiling. I'm like, ooh, this is about to be good. Because <laughs> I'm a storyteller. I love to tell stories. Like, oh, Beowulf, Tale of Two Cities, Shakespeare, Macbeth, Hamlet, the Greek mythology. Like, everybody's like, oh, man, again. But I'm like, oh, yeah, man, again. Oh. I'm like, hey, you like this book? <laughs> I'm like talking to the teacher. I'm like, you like this? <laughs> it's like no wonder out of all the classes, they're the most consistent. Like, I had high grades in English class. Um, but, yeah, it's it, it takes a village, right? I keep saying that, but... It does take a village, not just for you to say, this is how you're going to use this, but maybe introduce your children or introduce uh, 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 a group of children that you mentor to people that maybe use those things or thought, I'll never use this and I hate this, but later found a way to get better at it to reach a goal, right? Microsoft Excel. And Microsoft Word and Teams, and that, that's all I use now, right? And those formulas that they put together, you know, so use math, science, English, use all of it, especially when you have to talk to people for most things. If some, some chemicals do and don't work with each other, you need to know that if that's going to affect your contract and your deal or, or, you know, things that you're working on. But hey, when I say it takes a village, um... The teachers are that village. The parents are that village. Your best friends can be that village to reinforce um, what you're saying. You know, you might not explain it very well, but your your beliefs and, and the way you want a goal to be reached, um, it it should be similar. And it might be similar with your friends and family that are watching this child grow up um, as well. A good friend of mine has all these, um, oh boy, a good friend of mine, sorry, I just looked out the window, somebody's struggling. Uh, a good friend of mine, um, her son is being heavily recruited by all these major football teams. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's a good man. He's not in trouble. He's not out causing problems. He's just doing you know, a, a good job in life, right? And everybody's like, how'd you do it? This, how blah, blah, blah. They implemented all of the best things that they learned and found people that were willing to do the same, right? And we see this in these mythical societies, these mythical places and, and uh, these movies and all of this where everybody was perfect, everybody was intelligent, Wakanda forever, uh, Asgard, or, you know, like Lord of the Rings, like everybody was magical, everybody was this, everybody was that. The community was loving and tight and, and they helped and, and labored together. And same thing with another buddy of mine, his daughter, is now <laughs> standing in front of pictures with all these famous coaches that I love, and she's not drama. She hasn't gotten pregnant by any crazy little boys out here. 
they found a way to keep a village of people around them that feel the way they feel about life and want what they want out of life, not just for themselves, but for the kids, right? Mentorship doesn't have to be, you know, the whole life. It could be five years. It could be five minutes. But knowing that the people that your kids are going to be around, that these teens are going to be around, um, can speak to that. Whatever that is. Is it, is it school? Is it, oh man, whose condom is this? Like a condom fell out of my son's book bag. We haven't even talked about that yet. Or a condom fell out of my daughter's book bag, her cheerleading bag, or her martial arts bag. She's about to go to martial arts class. Why in the hell does she have a condom in her martial arts bag? You know, you want to know these things. And like, if I'm not there, I would really love for that mentor or that, that role model to be there, right? So, you only have 60 seconds to explain this to our kids. If you lie, the first person to attack the issue is the master. So we went through this as kids, right? So your parents don't have sex and you want to know about sex. What do you do? You talk to somebody about, oh my God, you is that your magazine? Oh my God, like women can do that. Men can do that. Like you don't know. So you start talking to your friend and your friend in this magazine or these porn movies become the expert in sex and you won't listen to anything but that. So no, you don't ask any questions. And one of the biggest topics, sex, pregnancy, cheating, uh, 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 the pleasures of the world, one of the biggest topics goes swept under the rug and has nothing but unhealthy roots and teaching. So it's like, the, the second you lie about it, you give your kid and these teens a pass to go and learn from a moron or a, a, a idiot. And they go teaching them, oh yeah, this, this, this. It's like, what? Like, where did you learn that? And then instead of getting mad, you got to own that and say, hey, okay, I'll teach you. Like, I'm going to give you a healthy education on this. Okay? Because if, if you separate the mind from the body in sex, it will almost always come back bad. Because that's what you don't get as a young man. You don't get the mind. You just get the body of sex. But... The mind of sex understands that there's pregnancy, there's STDs, you can ruin marriages, ruin relationships, ruin careers, okay? R. Kelly, Urban Meyer, uh, 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 what's the other director? The director that married like the, the daughter, I think his name was Woody or something, Woody Allen. So, can ruin lives, Okay, with sex can ruin lives. Sexual misconduct, sexual harassment, all this stuff can ruin lives. But when you just look at the body and you're just <gasps> thirsty, 
You know, like these boys aren't going to understand that. They are wholeheartedly, physically driven. If you're 40, 50, 60 right now, go look at a high school kid. They're ripped. They got six-pack abs after eating the whole thing of Oreos. They're nothing but physical. They're just learning to learn, right? They've got to take all that and combine it with the... the, the <laughs> Same thing we saw in all of our horror movies where it's like, man, why is everybody so dumb and stupid in these horror movies? It's because when you're young and trying to process the world and all these things, if you don't have good mentoring, good role models to look up to and a good structure, the weaknesses come out fast. <laughs> they come out quick. Right. And and and. I do gotta I do gotta uh say this really quick. Old school is amazing, right? Old school is so beautiful and powerful and great. A lot of times old school gets gets looked at as um you know something from like the, the 60s and 70s, when in reality, like if if you just keep going back in time and you start finding like the, the ancient African wisdom, the, the Kemet Egyptians, the Sumerians, you know, you start looking at all this stuff. Like, I think there was like a, a Viking tribe of women. They all had removed their left breasts so they would be better archers. Like old school is dope, right? It is amazing. Old school is so much older than even just saying Bible. Like there's even stuff older than that. Old school, the past, let me just say it. The past is dope. It's amazing. Not always HR appropriate though. <laughs> I mean, there's like the guys, I was I was out in the Black Hills of, of South Dakota. There were men out there that just died of, of smoke and soot and uh, like inhalation in those mines. Um, that's not an HR problem. That's just a straight death. Like, that's just, you're breathing in everything that you cannot exhaust or, or exhale out of your lungs. Like, it's just going into your lungs and not coming out. And I remember seeing these old pictures um, from, like, I think it was, like, 1913 or 1912. There was this huge dust storm in America. And cows, cattle, all of it, like, cows just died because they just kept inhaling dust and they didn't have good insulation in their homes or whatnot. So people would just have like a foot of dust in their homes. I can't remember what specific part of, of uh, the country this was, but it, it was like, like flood, like, like very flood, like tornado, like hurricane, like uh, uh, chaos. It really damaged a lot of homes a lot of lives, lives were lost, cattle was lost, and it was it was really bad. So what I'm saying is, just because it's old school does not mean it's better. There's some amazing stuff in old school in the past, but please don't act like everything back then was perfect, okay? So as I'm looking at this now, the 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 mindset is you new school kids have all this technology and you don't know how to use it. All this technology 
And, you know, you got it so easy. All this technology and you fail. You're soft. You're too feminine. You're too masculine. You're too imbalanced. Okay. Well, the reason why we're at this state in life and at this point in life is because it wasn't fixed years ago. Now, say it again. The reason why these kids are failing with their technology and failing with their mindsets and failing with their masculinity, femininity, the reason why they are failing to you is because these issues weren't fixed 5, 10, 15, 20, and 30 years ago. We kept moving through life, not fixing things. Well, Wayne, what are you saying? What was wrong? What, what was this? Was... Huh? Everyone, I just, I just want you to take a look, look around. Everyone that was hated and oppressed is rising up in record fashion today. If you were hated or oppressed, it's just like Chris Rock said, whoever you hate ends up in your family. Look at that. Families are now like booming with interracial uh, uh, families where it's like a, a white dad, a black dad, a, a white mom or a black mom. And they're married to somebody that does not look like them, you know, hair wise, genetic wise, melanin wise. And it's like people are just falling in love, just loving each other. Like love is like winning now. <laughs> so. Everybody that was oppressed and held down for being different is on the rise like a phoenix, okay? These things were not fixed in the past. If anything, we spent way too much time arguing and yelling over these things and not catching things like, oh, wow, there's no more prayer in schools. You let that go, but fought the interracial and the gays and lesbians and all that. So... Really, who who are you fighting here? So one of the reasons why we have so many issues today with today's kids is because we never check the boxes of the things we should have been fixing. So let me let me ask a question. In all this high moral standards in all this high morality was Las Vegas still out there? You know, the place where we go to drink and cheat and gamble our money away. Was that still going in you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago? Were people effectively communicating their expectations in marriage? Did we have any kind of counseling going on where people could clearly mention, discuss and talk about what was coming uh, 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 down the road in life? For their marriage to so, you know, they didn't end up like their parents, where if one parent cheats, they just end up raising the kid and pretending that it's, it's really their their son or their daughter or that child is raised down the street. And your mom, your mom or dad. Now I'm talking like 60s and 70s. Now your mom and dad has to tell you, oh, no, you can't date that girl. <laughs> that girl is actually your sister. <laughs> You can't date that boy. That boy is actually, yeah, I know you guys like each other a lot, but that you can't, mm -mm. you can't date him. You can't date her. Like they did some crazy stuff. These baby boomers, y'all, I mean, they 
the men beat the women, the men cheated on the women, and you'd still raise the child as if it was your own, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But then they would lie and act like, oh, yeah, yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, this is our daughter. It's our son. <laughs> or if they lived down the street and mom got even, you know, whatever, it was just, it was a hot mess. So I'm not telling you you have to divorce, but please don't lie and say that the old school was better when new school is really just being more transparent. That's all I'm saying. One more reason to point out that these kids do need mentors and role models. All of the things that got hidden and, and not uh, uh, clearly displayed in the past are being clearly exposed now, and these kids have to deal with it. And the technology is not the problem. The technology is the symptom, right? It's the symptom of the, of, of the previous day. So the video games and technology that we're using right now, um, who created that? Who made that? Who perfected it? Who allowed it? We never fix the problems of the past, then expect the younger generation to outperform us with technology. There's nothing new under the sun. So the people that understand how to communicate, execute, and make expectations clear are winning. That should be the goal in all mentorship and role models. Uh, you know, what if these generational problems bleed into the next generation? You know, genetic and systemic. We know this now. That high cortisol levels, uh, cortisol levels and, and stress on the body will change you. You absorb and keep fat longer. It affects different parts of your body, your stress, your, your vertebrae, um, how you walk, how you talk. Like Then this gets passed down into the next generation. So when people say, oh, yeah, all the men in my family are go-getters. All the men in my family have dealt with this issue. Or all the, the women in my family are, you know, pretty high strung. Or all the women in my family are alpha females. Well, that's because a lot of these things do get passed on. I mean, if you want the science, it's there. You can read it and look it up. I'm not the statistics and data guy um, because you're just believing me if I say it. <laughs> like, I'm just putting all these numbers out. If you want to believe it, you can believe it. If you want to research it, research it, please research it. But that's just the thing. Like a woman watching her husband be torn apart, ropes tied to both arms, both legs, and being pulled apart by a horse, you're gonna get over that in one generation. The fear of being beat to death for not folding towels right or or picking cotton right. You're going to get over that in one generation. The fear of being broken apart from your family at any time because your son does a good job or your daughter does a good job in the field. So they need them over in this plantation. You're going to get over that in one lifetime, having your family completely torn apart, being dismembered, being raped in front of the other slaves. Physically mutilated or having your leg chopped off because you tried to run away. You're going to get over that in one lifetime. Well, from 1692 to 1865, that was an American reality. And the people that went through that passed it on to the next generation. It was just, 
it was an easy thing to pass on that fear and, and, and stress and resentment of even just being alive. It, it doesn't just go away. It, it almost becomes a part of you. Then you get to Sam Crow and all that other nasty stuff and then segregation. And then like, when have we just had peace? So these things get passed on from generation to generation. I thought it was just a black thing. No, 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 no. If in your culture, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, Latinx, whichever culture you are, we pass on things to the next generation, good or bad, right? So if you're passing on bad things, all the more reason for you to realize that you need these quality role models and these quality mentors to look up to, to guide you, to be a beacon of what you should be, not necessarily what you should fall in when you're in trouble and having an issues. So who are the good mentors, the good help? You know, find them. Hopefully we'll provide them for, you know, each other. Uh, because as I mentioned before, these teen problems become adult damage. You know, adults that can help, um, but act like they can't receive it. Now I know it's because they didn't have mentorship. They don't know how to receive the help or the comments. They didn't have mentorship, but they're angels to you now, aren't they? Right? So, all right, you all. Well, I love you all. Hope you love me back. Please love, like, and share these messages. Boy, long one. <laughs> Peace and love. I'll see you soon.